Warning! The Bone Bad Joe is intended for adults only and contains bad words and other yucky stuff that may make some people very angry. So watch out! What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 144 of the Bone Bad Show. This is Steve. This is Gord. How's it going, man? It's going all right. All right as it can be, I guess. You? No, not too shabby. Oh, uh, good. Good. I'm glad. I'm, I'm having issues, though, Steve. What kind of issues are you having, Gord? FTL is wrecking my life. It has taken over my life. It is all I can do. 
<laughs> FTL. And the game that you talked about on the show, like, I don't know, five years ago, I finally got around to playing. God damn you. This game is so hard. I can't win it. And all it's all I do. It's all I think about. It's all I dream about. There's a reason there's no cartoon this week on my website. I wasn't drawing cartoons. I was playing FTL and dying. I was getting brain captured by slug men. I was getting caught on fire by rock men. I was running out of oxygen in my spaceship. Why did you ever tell me about FTL? That's a hard fucking game. And the closer you get to, like, through the star system to the exit, it ratchets up the difficulty as you go. So by the end of it, you're just like, fuck you. Yeah, Steve. Yeah, really? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I got all the way to the flagship, and I defeated it, or so I thought. No, no. (laughs) I just knocked the wing off. you got to go fight it again. So I did. I went all the way through, fought it again, killed it. No, no, no. you got to fight it a third time. Couldn't kill it the third time. And now your lasers are gone, and your rockets are gone. Oh, and your shields are going. Your shields are gone. Your hull is just essentially like a little piece of aluminum foil that used to be on the outside of a Wrigley Spearmint (laughs) gum pack. Yeah. Stupid game. And it's like a $10 game, so you're hardly paying... No, I got it on sale for three bucks. Oh, okay, there you go. So you only paid three bucks to get just totally fucked by this lo-fi indie game. Yeah, 16 bits of pain. Nice. Well, I, I, I'm glad you're keeping yourself occupied. Uh, keeping myself occupied. So speaking of uh, occupations, one of my favorite occupations is that of metal musician. And joining us this episode is uh, one of my favorite bands around. Everybody knows this. They were uh, featured prominently in the second Comedy of Horrors Film Festival from Duval, Washington, Burning of Eye. How you doing, gentlemen? I think we're doing all right. Thanks. So, so why don't you guys uh, introduce yourself, pass the mic around. We're, we're doing this uh, particularly lo-fi this episode, so we'll see how this goes. Uh, hi, I'm Jacob. I play guitar and I uh, sing. I'm Tori. I hit things. Jesse. I'm Matt. <laughs> That's uh, bass and guitar, respectively. It uh, gets progressively less enthusiastic yeah, the yeah. the microphone Matt, goes. I, Matt's barely here. And, it's like uh, the mic is sucking people's souls out <laughs> on its way around. Boom. <laughs> So thank you so much for joining us, guys. It's great to have you on the show again. And uh, we opened the show this episode with a brand new cut from Burning of Eye. They're about to release their new album, Dumpster Fire, one week from tomorrow night. Uh, well, from when we're recording this anyway. So it's uh, July 15th at the Last Frontier Saloon in Fall City, Washington. And uh, I'm going to be there. My wife's going to be there. We're going to be listening to some great music, and we're going to be drinking some beers with uh, these fine gentlemen. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we open to the show with Blackout Button, an absolutely scorching tune from the new release. And uh, there's going to be a lot more uh, great music where that came from. But uh, before we get to that, uh, Gord, what pisses you off? Steve, let me tell you. You know what pisses me off is the the realization I get when I when I kind of forgotten that people are genuinely idiots. There are idiots out there that believe anything. I was at a small store making a purchase. They went to ring us up, me and my two kids. were at the register, and instead of a register, because it's a bold new world, they have a you know an iPad. And so the girl's like tapping at the iPad, and it, it kind of stalls out. And so she's looking down at the iPad and looking up at me, and then she goes, ah, computers. And we kind of nod sagely, and she goes, 
like like she leans forward like she's sharing a conspiracy. She goes, you know, I hear that they put noises inside computers to make you think they're working when they're really not. <laughs> There's like this long pause. And I'm with my kids. I, I could not. There was no way for me to properly express all the feelings I was feeling in that moment. Just the whole thing needed to be burned to the ground. People believe anything. Pisses me off. You know, people piss me off as well, actually. Uh, my, my thing this week that pisses me off, uh, my wife and I went to lovely Victoria, B.C. this last weekend uh, on oh. a very brief vacation. We uh, Hello, Canada! found ourselves without children and uh, hadn't been up there, so uh, we went up there for the weekend. Did and you so, just, like, sneak out of the house and not tell your kids? No, they were in, uh, actually, other states at, at the time, but uh, oh, okay. it all worked out. So, you know, we, we got to pretend like we were young and single. Anyway... But the, the so we go out, we party all day, we walk around, we see the sights, we stay up late drinking at a pub until the wee hours of the morning. We come back home, and one of the the keys of this hotel was we had access to the club level. So you you know it's got like a room with breakfast and different things, and so I'm kind of bleary eyed after drinking too much, and I, I go to the, the the they have these pump pots for coffee. It says Starbucks medium roast whatever's coffee you know free. Because you stayed at this hotel. And so I'm sitting there and I'm putting a little cream and a little sugar in my cup. I'm standing in front of the coffee pot. And this woman comes over holding two cups, steps in front of me, and fills the first cup. And then halfway through the second one, and then the coffee pot runs out. (laughs) And So did you take the cup of coffee out of her hand and thank her? I just like looked at her and she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I, I just like... I don't know what to say to this woman who's because I've heard Canadians are so polite. It had it to be an American, yeah, yeah. But what an asshole that she just like stepped in front of me and then took all the fucking coffee. And then it took like twenty five minutes for the coffee pot to get filled. I would have just slapped the cup out of her hand. I got so jacked on that deal, and so people <laughs> suck. Like if somebody is in front of you, clearly they're in front of you in line. Let them get their coffee first, especially if you have two cups. You don't take two cups and screw this guy. You give him a cup out of the two that's left, and then you drink the half cup that's left. That's right. It, you know, you don't step in front of the guy in the first place. No, nah, that's that's bullshit. Uh, absolute bullshit. So what about you, gentlemen? Uh, what pisses you off? How about you, Matt? Put me on the spot. Yes. You knew this was going to happen, Matt. That pisses me off. <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing. I don't know. This is pretty hard because I'm impressed that I can get through most days without choking people. Just, just everybody I see, I just want to kind of choke them. Um, kind of want to choke all of you right now. Uh, get, getting older kind of pisses me off, uh, just because it's in relation to the bed that I sleep in, like I sleep in my bed and I feel like I've been in a car wreck when I wake up and it basically ruins my day. And I think that because I've had the exact same bed for like 10 years and it didn't happen when I was 23. Yeah. It's really been pissing me off lately. It could be you're just wearing out that bed. Yeah. And, and I mean, you're not supposed to still be sleeping in a race car, Jacob, you know, it usually, <laughs> When people when he, like when get into their toys like or something. Crash. But it's a fucking Lambo. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, okay. I guess I understand. Then then it's a sweet ride to be sleeping in. <laughs> 
All right, well, why don't we listen to a tune? Uh, another tune right now from uh, the amazing Dumpster Fire. This is Trough of the Tomb World.
All right, once again, that was Trough of the Tomb World from Burning of Eye off their brand new release, Dumpster Fire, which you can purchase next weekend in physical form. So uh, let's uh, talk a little bit about the new album. So I heard different versions of some of these tunes a long time ago. What the fuck took so long? I I don't know, man. <laughs> Look, <laughs> we, we've learned we need to do a, a, a better job at starting these pro- projects and wrapping them up. And, you know, there will probably be some retrospective on how we can make this a lot faster. Because these songs have been written for a long time, and there were life events, various things. I'll throw myself under the bus because I had a child. Um, right, but that was that wasn't all of it. I think we just didn't get it done, and uh, but I don't know. We're really proud of it, right? Uh, oh, people like it. I do believe on the board that was set up in the recording studio for everybody's track that had a check mark next to it. Every single track had a letter next to mine, and it started with an F and <laughs> ended with a U. <laughs> because I took my sweet ass time getting all my tracks laid down. So hey. Thanks for your patience, gentlemen. <laughs> I actually, it's kind of funny for me to listen to it now because I, I think I finished the drum tracks for this in like what, 2013, 2014? 2011. No, it wasn't that long. It wasn't that long, but I figured like all the drums were recorded in about 2020. Yeah, it was it was years ago, right? I, you know, yeah. It's interesting. Uh, I also. Uh, I am very lazy by nature, and procrastination is my middle name, and uh, when you put things off that you need to get accomplished, it allows for those various events that happen in life to get in the way. So between getting married, having kids, going through uh, breakups, moves, job changes, all that other crap, that's why it took so fucking long, and yeah. These all sound like legitimate excuses. They huh? do. They, one of the, the interesting things, too, is I, I think I, you know, because you guys are so kind to me, I was in a rare position to kind of see the evolution of some of the stuff. And I have to say what you ended up with is fucking impressive. The sound got denser and fatter. The production sounds really great. You were able to add little touches that weren't there previously, like a little bit of piano, for instance, on uh, Soul Crushing Rotten. That, yeah, you that, know what? That wasn't a little bit of piano. That's a major thing. That, that takes that song to a whole other level. I, I love that song. What you guys did with that absolutely rips. That's excellent. And, and you know, as you guys know from... Nowhere's a Destination, the last album. You had this fucking monolith. I guess it's, it's there's two of them, but these two great big songs that I love in the middle, Bear the Claw, <laughs> Bear Claw, and Ivory Tower. And goddamn, if you didn't do the same thing with this album with Trough of the Tomb Lord and Not Long of This Earth, these two songs they're just fucking huge and crushing and epic and atmospheric and. I love them every bit as much as I love those two t- songs off the last album, and you just crushed it. So great job, gentlemen. So maybe an important thing to know about those songs, uh, y- you know, the, the titles start out as, well, what we end up writing down, but uh, in practice we call those uh, Not Long of This Girth and uh, <laughs> Womb Turd. So what happened with Das Hammer Falcon? It was originally called Hooker with a Hog, was it not? 
Yeah, it was, but then I heard through the grapevine that Tool might have had a, uh, a song detailing a similar topic, but actually fully fleshed out. And, uh, yeah, Das Hammerfalcon. There's this dude that uh, used to occupy this room that I live in now, and it's pretty much a biological Petri dish. Like, I'll probably get sick just from living in it because of all the horrible things that have happened, sexually speaking, within its walls. And, uh, yeah, I think because we were searching for a name that just kind of came out of nowhere, uh, likely in an altered state, and kind of tossed it around and decided that it was in our best interest to use it. Was this the name for the guy that lived in that room? Or was this the name of one of the acts that occurred? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like Rusty Trombone, Cleveland yes. Steamer, Dust yeah, Hammerfell. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, uh, if we had to compare it to a novel, uh, the book is called Dust Hammerfalcon and it has many chapters. <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah, like it, the Kama Sutra. It's Das Hammer Falcon. Uh, essentially, yes. The Snoqualmie Valley will never be the same thanks to this kind young man. <laughs> so tell me a little bit how you uh, hooked up with Mike Hawkins to create the incredible fucking art for your CD. Mr. Hawkins is a fantastic individual that I have uh, drank many a beer with at a local drinking establishment in our fantastic town. And... He is a, an amazing artist that has a really, really good open mind and patience. Oh, God, patience. There's a um, lot of detail in that artwork. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. He has uh, a fantastic eye and a good ear, and he was able to listen to our input uh, <laughs> and take some things and run. And after an unfortunate incident where he was mostly done with our art, and it was stolen from his rig... He was able to go ahead and start from scratch with just a little extra pain to make sure that he got the right image done. And, yeah, he did phenomenal. Just props to that fella. He went way beyond all of our expectations in all respects. So, thank you, sir. I don't know. I thought uh, how, well, I hooked up with uh, Mike Hawkins and Tart to talk about artwork was... Uh, uh, sitting in a bar uh he showed me tinder it was uh, the the person who showed me that tinder was a thing and how disgusting it was because he's a big fan so uh it uh and that somehow led to a discussion of the artwork uh i don't know if any of that's reflected in there i don't really think it is but uh and uh any artist that is willing to work uh for an applebee's gift card as part of the payment is someone we're interested in working with <laughs> Get this man on the phone, Steve. So, uh, so like, what notes did you give him to come up with this amazingly mind-blowing, surreal photo? Like, what were the things that you were looking for? I mean, I see flames, tiger, snake bones. Holy shit, there's just everything in this. It's the kitchen sink. It's great. Just to give the other guys a, a chance to comment, but I, I think... It, yeah, hey, no, fuck those other guys. Yeah, I know. But no, well, because I, I think we, uh, amongst the four of us, basically gave... One of the reasons why we like working with this guy so much is is we're terrible, right? I mean, we gave him incoherent babble <laughs> as as feedback, right? I mean, none of it was consistent at all. We kind of like we're throwing different random ideas at him, and uh, what was amazing is that he came up with something that somehow met those things. And I was really impressed. So uh, there was also uh, what was it, Matt Weiberg? Yeah, Matt Weiberg. 
Yeah, my, Matt Weiber came up with the uh, the lettering for the the new logo, and uh, we like that a lot. Uh, he did a, a poster for us. Uh, it's got a candle with some melting wax and a skull and all kinds of cool shit. Uh, and that he came up with that that lettering, and we wanted to incorporate that into the new artwork. And we pretty much gave that uh, to to Mike, and he just ran with it. Gave us like twenty different ideas, just quick sketches that for him were quick and were better than any of us could possibly draw in our entire lifetimes. <laughs> Yeah, isn't that awesome working with a real artist? Like when we worked with Nick Gucker, he'd say, can you do this thing? And he'd, he'd throw down like five sketches, which would have taken you, you know, about a year to do each one. Oh, yeah, you know, it's ridiculous. Guess, yeah. Like you wonder where the thought process comes from. And I was prodding him one day at the Black Raven just going like, where do you come up with this stuff? And he goes, well, I look into a lot of the old stuff, like old school you know, horror movie covers and stuff like that. He did this uh, one sketch was basically a guy flushing himself down the toilet. Which- <laughs> which I was absolutely in love with and I asked him where that came from and he's like oh it was this old school horror movie and he uh, he couldn't remember the name of it at first and he brought it up on his phone and showed me and sure enough like it it, it wasn't like a a copy but you could tell exactly where he drew the inspiration from and that happens all over and you know everybody stands on the shoulders of giants and he he just does it better than anybody else his execution is, is where it's at and a guy flushing himself down the toilet probably reminded him of this band. <laughs> <laughs> so now that you have this opus that you're ready to unleash on the world, what are your touring plans? What are your playing live plans beyond like the record release party? What you got going on? So there are some uh, personal developments that might take us out of contention for just a short while. But uh, I think the idea is probably just to continue to play around Seattle. And uh, on a personal note, I think it'd be awesome to go to, like, Bellingham and Portland and all that. But, like, there's there's nothing currently booked. It's just more like we're going to take it as it comes, and we'll see what happens as time progresses. And based upon the fact that it's been since 2009, since we released a new album... We're not exactly very ambitious, so we'll see what happens. So, speaking of, of kind of the local scene, the the other day, Jacob, you had a comment on the social medias, kind of a, a, about how you found the the Seattle scene lacking. And so, you know, one of the things that imme- that I immediately thought of was the fact that I rot. You know, the the loss of BJ. He was such an amazing ambassador for metal in Seattle, and he left a huge gaping hole here when he passed away. Because he was getting bands together, and he was creating shows, and he was creating events. And I, I mean, I met you guys through him. So, you know, the, with, without him around, I, I think that left a void. And so what? who can replace that? Who, who can start kind of generating events like that where you might have five or six bands and sort of build a like-minded community together who are all interested in playing the same kind of kick-ass music uh difficult to say uh yeah and i completely agree and i was thinking about uh, the fact that i would have to answer for some of the things that i had uh, thrown up on social media earlier today i'm like god i know he's gonna ask about it and i better start thinking about responses now which it's hilarious because I've had all day and this response is going to be lackluster, but I completely agree. Like, in terms of uh, uh, BJ passing on and, like, that void that he left when he uh, when he passed, yeah, like, I don't think there's actually been somebody to step up and fill it. And uh, I don't know if I'm personally the person to do it. I don't know who is a reasonable candidate, but I think somebody does need to step up because... 
The fact of the matter is there is absolutely zero unity regarding any sort of genres, you know, I mean, unity within cliques and whatnot, but somebody who's actually willing to put forth the effort to actually unify people from different genres as well as people within the same genre, but maybe like a, like a certain subset of a genre, like... I just think that that's completely lacking, and I think it sucks because uh, there are so many good bands in Seattle, and I don't think they get the attention they deserve just because there isn't that person who is willing to catapult themselves into a position in which they can highlight these people's talents. Yeah, I'd say, I mean, we miss BJ to death, right? We we loved him, and he was a really good friend to us, and... And there have been a number of people over the years. BJ was to us, I think, I think the highlight of, and you know, every everybody knew him as as a, a real sort of a leader of, of the underground scene in Seattle. That you know, I can think of there. There are certainly others too, you know, that you know they didn't finish as tragically. They just moved on. You know, Troy Rimstad from Drown Mary, Drown Mary retired. Right, he was another guy that really brought people together. Um, Michelle Pennell from Ubig moved to San Diego. Right, she was somebody else who was just fantastic at bringing people together. She was the one who sings on Oh My God. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, I don't know if I can say she will be out there at uh, next week. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Negative Hole is 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 opening, and she's she's going to be up. But you know, we um, love her to death too. But it's just I, I think that there's a couple things that are required for that. Now that I've seen it, you know, and it's somebody who's willing to you know willing and able to to spend the time. Right, because it's it's a matter of, of not only finding somebody with an outgoing um, personality and the passion, but also the the sort of just just life ability to be at everybody's shows. And that was the special thing about BJ, you know. And and it's that combination of, of passion for for the music and and the energy to, to go for it. And I think you know the the world tends to spin, and and I, I'm sure those people will rise again. They just might be ten years younger than us, so uh, we'll have to convince them that we're cool, you know. Well, yeah, that's the, which, that's which is a, which is an up, which is a majorly uphill climb for yeah, us. Do you, so, do you guys have connections with bands of like eighteen and twenty-year-olds? That's that's a hard bridge, really. Do we have connections with bands that are eighteen to twenty years old? And the answer is no, because we're not perverts. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, uh, now that we've kind of discussed the album, we've discussed the scene, uh, why don't you tell folks uh, where they can find Dumpster Fire? How can they get a hold of this fine release? Okay, so currently it's hosted up on a a website that I believe originated overseas. It's uh, www.gemendo.com, and then we also have it uploaded to YouTube. And uh, we haven't really discussed any sort of business model or anything like that in terms of where people can get it in a physical copy. But we're just probably going to provide it at live shows, and then once we actually deplete those sorts of resources, we'll probably branch out from there because we're a local band, and uh, people don't pay for music from professional bands. So, I mean, we're not really too worried about it. Okay, but you have a band campsite, right? Yeah, Jesus fuck, man. I can think of like three people <laughs> right off, like as you're talking about this thing being released that I'm Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Go, hey, buy this album. I would like to challenge, I would like to say to the Bombat listeners out there, hey guys, you'd pay, say, $6.66 for this release, wouldn't you? So where can we go to spend $6.66 to buy this release? 
Cash money. $6.66. If you come to a Burning of Eye show, we will take your $6.66. That is certainly one thing. But what if you're, say, in California and you simply must possess this music? Uh, wait till it migrates down south and you can find it in a bargain bin at Value Village. <laughs> <laughs> it is so hard to throw money at you people. As, as we've said, I mean, it's... I know! It's, it's fucking impossible to pay them. No, it's it's a beautiful thing. So the reason that, that we do... The, uh, so, Gemendo, it's... Uh, J- also a sex act. Yeah, yeah, it is a sex act. <laughs> no, Gemendo is J-A-M-E-N-D-O. It's a cre- what's called a Creative Commons site. So it's kind of like if you're you know, a software person, it's like open source for music. So the idea is basically that, that we're uh, sharing the music for the purpose of listening not for the purpose of commercial use. So people can sample our music, can even remix it, and as long as they uh, release it as Creative Commons too, that's okay. If they release it and sell it, they have to pay us. If uh, somebody uses our music in a movie or video game, they have to pay us. And you can also donate to us optionally on the site, I'm pretty sure. If if that's not the case, I can can check on that. Uh, One thing I'd love to hear from anybody out there, you know, is if you can can find us, Facebook us, email us, but... uh, I, I've discovered this at work. I've, I've got some interns who, one of the interns was whining because we weren't on SoundCloud. So, oh, fucking SoundCloud, okay. So people, I know people use these services, SoundCloud and Spotify. Uh, I haven't bothered to read about whether or not I actually want to stomach their license terms, but if somebody, people actually use any of these services and want any of our music up there, probably, please let us know and we'll, make, we'll, we'll at least look at that and decide whether to make it happen. We've had a lot of pretty cool bands on this uh, show that actually do use SoundCloud, and I can think of a, a couple of them that just plain give their music away on SoundCloud. Yeah, so no, I, I, I was thinking I probably will be looking into SoundCloud at least. You know, Spotify is another one. If people actually use Spotify, then fine, let us know. All right, well, why don't we listen to another tune here? Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, Not Long of This Earth? Yeah, sure, and uh, thank you for this opportunity, Steve. Uh, so, not long of this earth, uh, we decided that it'd be uh, best off uh, left as instrumental because uh, one of the weakest points of our band is definitely the vocals, and uh, people seem to really positively respond to it in the live arena. And if there is any song that is actually going to get us uh, towards the top of the charts, it's that one, and thank you. All right, here it is Not Long of This Earth.
All right, we are back. Once again, that was Not Long of This Earth by Burning of Eye from their brand new release, Dumpster Fire. Find it at gemendo.com. So, you dude, you got to be able to buy this anywhere, <laughs> even if you want to. Hey, so uh, you got any weird stuff this episode? Let me tell you, I do. Over there in the fine city of Geneva, Geneva, Switzerland. Switzerland? Yes, not Lake Geneva, Geneva. Uh, they're opening up a new a new fellatio cafe <laughs> where uh, customers can get oral sex while they have a coffee. Okay, uh, I, I have to hear more. Why don't you read the uh, read the story? Yeah, sure. All right. Um, <clears throat> A fellatio cafe, where customers will receive oral sex while they drink their coffee, is set to open in Switzerland. <laughs> the outlet, set to be up and running in Geneva by the end of the year, would see men ordering their coffee before choosing their prostitute on an iPad. I think it's nice that they opted to use, you know, an Apple device for this. <laughs> I'm not sure why. It just seems more like an Apple thing than a, like an Android thing. <laughs> eh, they've got more apps. A representative from the company who's opening the cafe, who calls himself Bradley Chavez, said men would order what they want and then sit at the bar. In five or ten minutes, he says, it's all over. The coffee would be the most expensive in the city at, Swiss, at 60 Swiss francs, along with a five-franc surplus the drink. <laughs> so the, the drink only costs five francs, so essentially the whole thing is a delivery vehicle for armor. It is. It is a it is a cafe. <laughs> you just charge sixty five bucks and then say, "Hey, and you get a free coffee." So here's my question: Say All you right. get a venti, does the blowjob last longer? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> do they ask you? Uh, do you need room for cream? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, uh, Gord, I got to ask you a really personal question: Do you know if they actually let you rail Viagra on the counter? <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm, cause I'm thinking if I rail some Viagra and pump my body full of coffee, the heart rate's going to go through the roof, and the lumber's going to be rigid, and I'm not going to be lasting for long. <laughs> I'm sure it's just fine. Okay, cool. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to move along, they need that seat. So do they write your name on the side of the hooker? <laughs> and if they do, do they always get it wrong? So do they have, like, any sort of challenges, like man versus food, where, you know, you could fire off, like, 50 loads in 10 minutes? <laughs> the coffee's free. Then the coffee's free. <laughs> it's only a five-franc coffee. No, man, if you can fire off 50 loads in 10 minutes, you get a complimentary Salisbury steak, and it is covered in gravy of your own making. <laughs> your own gravy. Your own gravy steak. Salisbury steak. <laughs> You have no comments about this. You're about to be a father. He uh, wants no piece of this. <laughs> Do they give you a like a punch card, you know, for loyalty program? It's a donkey punch card. <laughs> no, no, they just give you a bib like when you go to the crab pot for all you can eat seafood. <laughs> yeah, bring your I, oxygen tank. I don't think tank. it's an all you can eat deal unless of course you're a worker there. That's amazing. I don't know how long that, that business is going to last. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, you know, those those are two of my favorite things, but I really don't think of those two things together. <laughs> right, I know. <laughs> Usually before I've had my coffee, I'm not at my best. I know, yeah. yeah. Right. I don't no, even yeah. want to be around me. All right, uh, let's listen to another tune then. Uh, since the guys never play this one anymore, we're going to go way back to their first EP. A small little shack and a great big messy nothing. This is Party Charge! 
Once again, that was Party Charge, a way back tune from Burning of Eye that they're totally uh, not standing behind anymore. (laughs) 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 So, uh, Multimedia Triage, Gord, uh, what are you digging this week? What am I digging? What am I digging? What am I digging? I'm listening to freaking Burning of Eye and playing FTL. That's all I'm doing. It's Um, true. You know, he doesn't always like the metal, guys. And he, he actually texted me and said, holy shit, this album's great. So there you go. That's a vote of confidence from a guy that uh, is not as in love with the form as I am. Yeah, it's true. I might have even dropped an F-bomb in that text. Um, it's good yeah, to know that know we've what? sold out just enough to get fans outside of the genre. <laughs> Once you get that pussy Gordon listening to your music, then you know. He, like, took Taylor Swift out of his car to put your <laughs> CD in. <laughs> Yeah, not the Taylor Swift CD, mind you. Taylor Swift herself. Uh, you know, I, despite uh, my chosen occupation, or one rather that I fell into, uh, what does FTL stand for? Because uh, I'm not good with acronyms, but uh, Fanny Ticklin Lumber is what came to mind. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you got it. First time. That's what, it's, it's totally, that's what the game's all about. <laughs> not faster than light at all. <laughs> We're going with the lumber. <laughs> in, in fact, henceforth, I would just refer to it as Fanny Ticklin Lumber. <laughs> You've been thinking of that all show, haven't you? I don't. <laughs> uh, so, what else other than FTL? Let's see. All right, here. So, you know what? I read a book. Wrote a book? Read. Oh, okay. Read. I read a book. I was fortunate enough to get an advanced edition of uh, IQ by Joe Ide. This is coming out on Mulholland Books in October. Okay. So I'm, I'm way ahead of the curve on this. And uh, Joe Ide reads like Don Winslow before Don Winslow decided he was a poet. It's good stuff. Um, okay. It's a crime novel set in South Central Los Angeles where Joe Ide grew up. Joe White is kind of an interesting cat. He was a, a Japanese-American. Uh, his parents are pretty Japanese, but, you know, his grandparents moved into that neighborhood. His parents stayed there. And uh, and now it's a, like, totally different um, neighborhood than the one that his, his grandparents moved to back in the day. So he's sort of a, got a foot in both worlds. And it's, it's just a cool crime story. Sort of a, there's a rapper who is nearly assassinated by a dog. This guy sends a dog to kill this rapper inside the guy's mansion, and he won't come out of his house to record. And he's got a big record deal where he's got to record another album. And so they hire this this sort of streetwise kid who, who calls himself IQ to uh, 
to figure out what's going on and and try to find out who's trying to kill this rapper so we can get on record. And it's just a it's a cool back and forth story where it it shows you know what happened ten years ago and then what's happening right now it goes back and forth, back and forth. It's worth a read. This is a guy that I think is going to turn out some more good books in the future. This was a little uneven in places in the pacing. Like one story ends and he's still kind of telling the other story. It doesn't quite come together all at the same time. But check it out. Joe Ide, uh story is IQ, Mulholland books. Uh, I think you'd like it, Steve. You got all that from a coloring book? Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't even stay within the lines. That's pretty deep. That's how I roll. <laughs> yeah, Speaking yeah. of pretty deep, I saw some movies. Did you? I saw The Lobster. Have you seen this, Steve? No, I didn't know there was such a movie called The Lobster. Okay, so this is an indie film. It made some waves because it's so goddamn weird. I think you're going to love it or hate it. Okay. It's got Colin Farrell in it. It's got um, John C. Riley, And it's got Jessica Barden, who just occasionally surfaces. She, she's called the, the bleeding nose girl in this movie. And... <laughs> She was in Hannah back in 2011. Anyway. Was that, was that the one that, that was like a young girl who was a spy, but she didn't know it? That's the one, And she yeah. could like kung fu the shit out of people? Kung fu the shit out of people. Yeah. That's, that's her. So the deal is you, you check into this hotel and you've got like 45 days to fall in love and, and get married or you're turned into the animal of your choice. And so this guy checks in, and the animal he chooses, he checks in with his brother, who's been turned into a dog, and the animal he chooses to become, should he not fall in love, is a lobster. (laughs) And if that sounds weird, when you watch the movie, it just only gets weirder. It's this sort of dystopian, bizarre film where everybody in it speaks as if they're reading the script for the first time. It is is an absolutely weird-ass film, and it's it's too bad. It, it just almost made it. It was almost excellent, but there were just parts in it where you're, it's just painful to watch. Hmm. Uh, I'm really surprised you hadn't seen it or didn't know about nah, it because it was getting a lot of buzz. Yeah, I haven't been watching a lot of a lot of uh, movies lately, though. I'm a little behind, I have to say. I mean, I and did the other movie I watched, which was just exactly what you think it is: straight ahead, big budget, stupidity. Was Independence Day too? So how was that? I, I kind of got the vibe from it that it was going to suck. No, it's fun. It was as stupid as Independence Day 1. <laughs> it made absolutely no sense. Even my, my 16-year-old at one point leans over to me and goes, Dad, wouldn't if they, the gravity? I'm like, yes, just go with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just big, dumb fun. Independence he, Day. he is his father's son, all right. I guess so. You start talking about science and science fiction movies. But gravity. God. Shut up. <laughs> Laser beams. Does it still have President Paxton? Hell yeah. Or Pullman. Pullman. That's the guy's Smith. name. Pullman. Yeah, Pullman. Pullman. Dude, that worst fucking actor ever. Yeah. It's just so Making bad. A big fat paycheck from this. Yeah, it took them like 20 years to, to convince Will Smith to be in this movie, and they still couldn't do it. So they said, screw it, we're doing it anyway. <laughs> they got everyone else on board. What about you guys? Is there any media that you're uh, digging on these days? I played the new Wolfenstein. And by new Wolfenstein, I mean like last year's Wolfenstein over the weekend. I'm pretty slow. I'm catching up. 
I played the new oh. Doom. That was pretty good. Yeah, new Doom is great. Yeah, it kept freezing on the last level, though, so I never beat it. So I went back to Wolfenstein. <laughs> Go back to the classics, right? That's right. Other than that, I'm pretty lame. Uh, I, I've been kind of still stuck on just far and few between all the Far Cry uh, Primal, which is pretty tasty. It's got its own little respects. It's got its own little faults. But, you know, it's Primal, man. It's it's basics. It's, it's good fun, though. Um, I've been juicing on that for a little bit, and then just uh, was given... The, the most recent Halo 5, which was fantastic. I feel like a super noob going online and playing against people who just destroy me. Oh, and I've been playing it for like a year and a half. Yeah, yeah and I try to leave off all of the... Uh, oh, I, I don't want to hear any eight-year-old tell me how terrible I am, so I, I, I keep all that shit off. But, yeah, yeah, no. That's, I, I think that's where I'm at about the, this point in time. Uh, so, I've been doing a lot of uh, listening. Well, uh, just just listening to, to random things. I, I uh, um, a few months back when uh, I saw uh, Napalm Death and the Melvins play in town, they played with a band called Melt Banana that I'd not heard before from Japan, and uh, I've I've become kind of obsessed with Melt Banana. They're not for everybody, but they're fucking awesome. It's a great name. No, they're not for everybody. No, I tried. No, uh, but also this is this is probably old news to you guys. But uh, I recently was just digging from one book I was reading to another and discovered an author named Jim Butcher, and started reading the uh, the Harry Dresden series, and uh, I basically sucked that shit up like heroin. That I, I'm now I'm now hooked, man. The, the, I, I'm I've fallen in love with uh, Harry Dresden and and all the characters there and. I can't believe that I got through 15 books in that not so long of time, but... Uh, <laughs> well, you picked the right time to get into it, because it's all written. It's you, you got 15 books. You can pick them up for like 99 cents a piece. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. You can get you can get a ton. And, yeah. Really? Was it any good? It wasn't bad. Okay. I think you're forgetting you don't have a mic, Steve. Uh, <laughs> Steve said it was wasn't bad. <laughs> That's a vote of confidence. How about you, Jacob? Is there anything that you're digging on media wise these days? Uh, yeah, a band called Portal, an album called Vex Avoid. Uh, Dorothea Cottrell, she's a singer of a band called Windhand. Her solo work is incredible. Uh, the Marshall Mathers uh, LP two or two LP or however the hell. It, this is really good beer. Thanks. <laughs> Yeah, so kind of digging on that. Um, I can't read, so literature is out, and uh, a whole lot of red tube. Thank you. <laughs> I uh, haven't been doing very much either. Uh, I did make it out to a couple of shows. Uh, I did get out to the high dive for the last Tip to Bay show before BJ moved to Miami. That was fantastic. I had a great time at that. And then uh, a couple of weeks ago, I... Uh, Brave Del Corazon once again and saw Toe Tag, who uh, features Blaine, the previous singer from The Accused, and uh, Max Sabbath, who is a Black Sabbath McDonald's theme cover band, which was pretty hilarious to see one time. It, it, the joke wears itself out, and the guy, Ronald Osborne, he, he does jokes over and over about different food puns in between songs. That's essentially the majority of his stage patter. And so it was fun to see one time. 
And if you were really baked, the colors, it's like a cartoon, so it would be awesome to see. But uh, I don't know if I'd go see him again. Toe Tag I'd see again because they fucking raged. They were awesome. But uh, Max Sabbath was pretty fun. I, I would recommend uh, a one-time visit to our Bone Bat listeners. Hey, uh, one more thing, Steve. Yeah. I, uh, our good friends over at uh, Dark Horse sent me a graphic novel, How to Talk to Girls at Parties, which was uh, Neil Gaiman's latest uh, graphic novel. It's a short story I wrote a few years back, and they had it illustrated by uh, Fabio Moon and uh, Gabriel Bach. And that's a, if you like Neil Gaiman, uh, it's, it's exactly up your alley. It's a cool, sweet story that gets really surreal and big at the end. And uh, I heard rumor that they might actually be turning it into a movie. So check that out, How to Talk to Girls at Parties. Uh, Gore, Neil Gaiman, that's the guy that's responsible for the Discworld series? No, that's a Gary Pratchett. Gary Pratchett. Personal failure. Here you go, Jesse. So close. (laughs) (laughs) And back to you. Yeah. I will say I did go out to uh, the Highline and saw Yob and Sandrider last weekend. Sandrider, uh, Sandrider, was fantastic. A couple guys out of Akimbo, uh, Yob, a an old school band that has been around for quite a while out of Port no, Eugene, and yeah, fantastic. We'll play three songs for an hour. Thanks for coming. It's been real. Um, great stuff. Great stuff. It was. Uh, I was able to bring my wife to her last live show for probably uh, months. She's eight months pregnant, and I hope my son still can hear. When my daughter was born, one of the last movies we saw like two weeks before was The Matrix. And uh, she survived that. We were joking that she was probably going to expect to dodge gunfire when she came out of the womb because it was so loud. Did you get those Hickston Brax uh, contractions with the with the loud sounds? Yes, H- Hickston Brax. Is it Braxton Hicks? Braxton Hicks. I don't know. I don't have a vagina. <laughs> You're not even drinking. Uh, I don't possess a uterus. How do you know these things, Steve? Uh, this is completely unrelated to where this is going, but uh, another band that I've been completely captivated by. Uh, they're split between, I think now, Portland, Seattle, and Arizona. A band called Transient. Just obnoxiously violent, total grindcore, uh, fronted by this chick who kind of looks like Tom Cruise, which, you know, we'll probably uh, get a little bit of flack for that, but they bring it so hard, and their drummer is incredible. So, uh, yeah, if you're listening to this, check out Transient. They rule so hard. Cool. Awesome. I like me some good violent grindcore. I need to listen to that. All right. Anything else, Gene? No, man, that's all I got. Well, let's listen to one last tune before we head out. Uh, we talked about this one a little while ago. Once again, soul crushing rotten.
All right, pick your faces up off your computers. That was soul-crushing, rotten by burning of eye from Dumpster Fire 2016, about to hit your collection. So uh, tell us a little bit about the piano and soul-crushing, rotten, man. It's pretty funny because uh, it was done by just some dude on the Internet. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean by that is we, we decided we wanted to have piano and nobody knew how to do it. <laughs> But I knew I had money and an internet connection. It's <laughs> so, like Upworks or something? You so, like farmed it out? So I, I pretty much went on Reddit and found it, just posted a thing saying, hey, does somebody know how to play the piano? I got a song for you and I'll pay you a hundred bucks. And he ended up charging me 80, giving me five takes and I just spliced them together. So it's very, it's <laughs> very deep and meaningful. <laughs> so is he credited on the CD? Yeah, it says his name in there. I can't remember it right now. It's, um, his name was Kyle something, right? No, uh, Kyle mixed, uh, did some additional mixing and mastering. Yeah, you, 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 you can bust the, the packaging out of that. <laughs> you got your reading eyes on there, Gord. You're not Gord. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for the beer. Bobby Green, that's right. It's like bobbykeysgreen at gmail.com or something like that. Uh, real, real professional. I mean that. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again, gentlemen, for joining us on the show. It was great to have you here. Just a week away from your record release party, man. Uh, yeah, the uh, crushing disappointment of seeing us playing live will transpire at uh, the last frontier in Fall City. I'm not really looking forward to it, and neither is Tori. Here's a mic. Yeah. You should come get a burger and then leave before we start playing. No, seriously. I want to see all people out in Fall City. Just because it's Fall City. <laughs> look, look, they don't call me the rock star David for nothing. All right. Uh, <laughs> we're in the whole like 500 bucks from practicing and getting all these uh, CDs and stuff printed. And it's not for the love of music. It's for the love it's of money. For the love of being in the hole. So <laughs> dig us out of the hole so we don't have to love anything. <laughs> I gotta say, actually, the Last Frontier Saloon is a great place to see a show. You go in there, it's like the fucking tent in Bugs Bunny. It's this little shack on the corner. You go in, and it opens up into this massive courtyard in the back with a bunch of seats there. And it's a nice, cool, nice little breeze. Great place to see a metal band. You're not sweating. You're not hot. You can sit down. You can have some food. And you can listen to these guys fucking crush it. So I hope to see many, many, many of you there next Friday, July 15th, at the Last Frontier Saloon. We echo that. It's going to be a really good party. We'll have fun. Check your sense of good taste at the door, and it's Tori's birthday that day. So buy him all the, buy him all the shots. Buy him all the shots he could possibly handle. Get him a camelback full of Pedialyte and uh, check him on his way home. Camelback of Pedialyte. <laughs> Well, thanks again for joining us on the show, gentlemen. Uh, also, uh, thank you, Gord, for uh, putting up with all the technical difficulties. We did yeah, finally get this one, though, more or less in the books. So, more or less. There you go. Uh, our usual bullshit. You can reach the show at uh, 425-296-6557 or via email to steve at bonehand.com. Uh, we have new content on bonehand.com infrequently, including the heavy half hour sometimes, a show that is also featured burning of eye on many an occasion you can find my stuff at mightywombat.com 
every week except this week because I was too busy playing FTL. Every week you're going to find uh, another strip of Hitler balls and you'll find a single panel cartoon, the Mighty was Wombat tickling. cartoon you know and love. Uh, I am on uh, the Twitters as Bonehand. We also have a Bonebat Twitter feed where you can keep up to speed on all the goings-on in the world of Bonebat. We also have a Facebook group, which is uh, really the place to follow for jokes, sweet deals, music from bands that have been featured on the show, all kinds of good shit. So join us uh, there. Thank you again for listening. And if you like what we do, please spread the word and tell a friend. That's it. That's all. What? (laughs) We got one last tune to play. If this album, Dumpster Fire, is going to have a hit single, this song may be it, featuring Michelle from Ubit, correct? Uh, Yeah. This is, you guys have heard this one before in our summer singles episode last summer, but uh, we're going to roll it out once again because it sounds even a little bit better with the new production. This is Oh My God Damn It. I hope you dig it. Once again, this is Steve. This is Gord. Ah, uh, this is Jacob. Sorry. Ugh. Hey, thanks, Tori. I'm Jesse, and I'm Steve. Thanks. Have a good one. I do have a good one. exactly up your alley.